The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And a very pleasant Sunday morning, everyone. I'm Mark Segrist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickard, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickard. Now, if you have a question or a comment, just give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is 414-799-1620. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Oh, just wonderful. Another beautiful spring day at 20, how many degrees right now? <laughs> how about the hey, but at least out. it's sunny. It feels That's like. That's right. It's sunny, which means people yeah. are going to be out there writing offer, uh, offers on homes. But uh, kind of the big headline this week was the Federal Reserve did exactly what everybody expected them to do on Wednesday, and they raised the target interest rate that they pay member banks to park money overnight at the Federal Reserve. And that uh, range now is between 1.5 and 1.75%. David, what is that uh, rate called? The Fed funds rate. That is correct, the Fed funds rate. To put that in perspective. When you say member bank, is that what N.A. means at the end of a bank name? A national association? I I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, to put that in perspective, the Fed funds rate was at zero for mm, seven years between December 2008 and December 2015. David, what's the purpose of the Fed funds rate being at zero? To facilitate banks to go lend money elsewhere. Right. To stimulate the economy. Right, because it's like, I don't want to just earn 0% in the bank. They call that the Swiss rate. Yeah, right. They, they're, they're trying to give the banks a reason to lend the money out yeah. and earn interest on it rather than just park it safely at the Fed. All right, so what's the corollary to that statement I just made? Is that the higher the Fed funds rate is the less incentive there is for banks to lend out money. Say, hey, I can just be lazy, give it to the Fed, and I'm going right. to earn 1.75%. Here you go, Jerome. All right, but it doesn't stay. Jerome Powell is who you're referring to there. Who They're calling Jay Powell, by the way. Hmm. So I'm going to get kind of cozy with him. Okay. Hey, Jay. JP. Anyway, uh, it doesn't stop there because American consumers don't don't get to borrow at the Fed funds rate, for goodness sake. We have to borrow at the prime rate. And the prime rate then on Thursday instantly went to 4.75. Yes, David? I was reading the definition of the prime rate in a home equity line of credit agreement this week. Oh. Be still my cool job. Yeah, yeah. They defined it as the prime rate was that which seven out of the ten largest banks will lend each other, according to the Wall Street Journal. Oh, lend each other. Or whatever their definition. To their best customers. Yes. Okay. But seven out of ten, which I was thinking. All right, so it's not 100%. Yeah, it's a ten out of ten, believe me. Yeah. So, all right, in what year was the prime rate last at or higher than 4.75? You're going to have to guess. I cheated. Oh, you did. 2008. 2008 is the answer, April. The prime rate was at 5%. In January of that year, it was at 6%. When we opened up the doors of good old Acunet Mortgage on July 28, 1999, the prime rate was just 8%. Hmm. 
and it promptly climbed to 9.5% by still in May yeah, of 2000. What was the, do you, you're too young, but Mark, what was happening in May of 2000? What kind of a bubble were we experiencing in 2000? Do you remember? Hmm, you got me on that one. You got yeah. me. David's got it. Tech bubble. Yep, the dot-com bubble, as it was known. Right, everybody, oh, dot-com is everything. And the stock market went way up in 2000 and then crashed. And that's when interest rates started coming down. The prime rate, just for fun, dipped to 4% in 2003. Then it climbed up to eight and a quarter in June of 06, which represented what? What kind of bubble in June of 2006? The housing bubble. The housing bubble, right. So see, when the things get bubbly, then the prime rate goes up. And when things get bad in the economy, the prime rate goes down. All right. So the Fed is trying to slow down or temper the economy. Yeah, that's right. And just by the way, uh, the chances for the prime rate hitting 5% by June are now 52%. And for reaching 5 and a quarter by September, uh, well, I don't have the, I didn't write down the chances. Over, over half. Over half. Oh, well, it's 50. But you don't get to borrow money yet. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Correction. 81% chance of the prime rate hitting 5 by June and 52% for hitting 5 and a quarter by September. All right. That means right now is the time to look at combining your variable rate home equity line of credit or credit cards in with your existing first mortgage into a nice low fixed rate. That's what we're doing for a lot of people right now. It's not too late because good news is long-term rates anticipated the Fed rate hike and stayed unchanged. In fact, went down a little bit because of the stock market uh, problems that we had at the end of the week. All right, when we come back, let's talk about buying vacation condos, in particular in Florida. We'll talk about the details. i got two good stories when we come back. And this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Interim Milwaukee Police Chief Alfonso Morales has some fresh ideas for making Milwaukee a safer place to live, work, and play. The chief shares them with John and Melissa at 3.30 Monday on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. The phone lines are open at the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Our Acunet Mortgage Talk and Touch line is 414-799-1620. Brian, before the break, you mentioned we're going to go south to uh, hear about the condo situation in Florida, right? Yeah, I've got two clients with exactly the same motivation. They each own two-bedroom condos in the Fort Myers and Naples area, and they want to upgrade to three-bedroom because when the grandkids come, they just don't have enough room. There you go. All right, so one of the customers, let's call him Paul because that's his real name, and he's like one of my best customers for the past, like, 17 years, maybe 18. He owns a six-unit condo. Uh, No, he owns a condo in a six-unit project, and he's in Cape Coral. Uh, But he realized that as he was thinking about buying the three-bedroom condo, he's like, wait a minute, I'm like the chief maintenance officer of my current six-unit condo association. He puts the chemicals in the pool. He takes the garbage out to the curb for the clubhouse every week. And as he's thinking about, Going to the next one, that which also happened to coincidentally be a six-unit condo project, he's thinking, you know, they don't keep this one up as good, and I don't want to be the chief maintenance officer anymore. So it turns out 
they ended up putting in an offer and getting accepted on Monday for a single-family home in a nice gated community. Well, then you're for sure the chief maintenance officer. Well, but right, but okay. at least you're not looking after other people's junk, you know, stuff. That's right. So, okay. now the um, the the story doesn't end there. So the, the conversation at first was, "Hey, I own my condo here in Florida, free and clear, and I really don't want a mortgage on my new one, but I'm going to take one because I don't want to have to sell my existing condo before I buy the new one." Yeah. So I'm going to take a mortgage, Brian. He says to me, but. Then I want to pay it off as fast as possible, you know, as long as it doesn't kick me into another tax bracket. Well, this guy owns a business. He takes a salary. He gets a good pension. So does his wife. So he is squarely in the new 24% tax bracket already. Hmm. And uh, and then he's an Illinois resident, so there's another 3.75. And so he is paying 27 0.75%. So under his idea of, you know, I think I'm going to take like a hundred grand out of my IRA then every year, as long as it doesn't push me into that next bracket, and I'm going to pay off this mortgage as soon as possible. I'm saying, whoa, 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 Paul, <laughs> that is going to cost you a cool $27,750 every year in income tax that you could avoid, brother. You know, like, how's about this for an idea? I'll give you a 15-year fixed mortgage. 3.99%. Mm-hmm. And um, how's about you just take out of your IRA enough money to make the payments, the principal and interest payments, which amount to about $21,000 a year. And then you're going to reduce your tax bite down to $5,700. Plus, you're going to have $79,000 still in the IRA earning. Oh, what did you say your financial advisor is making you? Oh, he's the greatest. He's making me like over 10%. Well, as long as he makes 7%, on your retirement money, which is growing tax deferred, by the way, uh, you got enough money to pay your income tax bite. And by the way, by making the uh, 15-year fixed rate regularly scheduled payments, you're paying down the principal balance by 12 grand a year. So let's not give Uncle Sam more money than he needs to. And so they have fully bought into that. Wait, and idea. he's gonna get a chunk of money from selling his old place too? Correct. Fine. Yeah. Once he sells, so now you know. I, I don't know what he's, he he might he might just pay, oh I you know what the other part of the story is because he didn't want to liquidate his hundred eight thousand dollars that he has in his non retirement account for the down payment we hooked him up with a home equity line of credit on his Chicago residence okay. which we are going to get done in two weeks wow. before his wife who's going out of the country for three weeks uh, leaves because she has to sign the mortgage because she's an owner. And, Sounds like uh, the details matter in this mortgage business. Ah, uh, they pretty much matter a lot. So, so that was a, a really gratifying story. I got one more Florida story uh, for kind of when we come back after this break. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show here on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Just 10 games left until the postseason, and the Bucks look to get the winning ways rolling once again. Giannis and company are back home at the B.C. to face the Spurs. Ted Davis and Dennis Krause are on call, and it all starts with Bucks shots at 210 this afternoon right here on WTMJ. Brian, you were sharing some interesting stories about what's going on in Florida. One thing about how you saved the guy money before he was asking you for some counsel, I find incredible. I mean, the tax laws, the real estate laws, and the mortgage laws are ever-changing, and it's so fluid. I mean, how do you guys stay up on all of that stuff? It's our jobs, man. 
That's all we think about every day are mortgages and how to people and how to help people use their mortgage in the smartest financial way possible. That's that's just we love what we do. It's all good. So so my other Florida condo story, remember same idea. I own a two bedroom, wanna buy a three bedroom. Why? Because I need more room for the grandchildren Correct. when they come. And in this case, a couple of interesting things happened this week. The appraisal came in $5,000 lower. Mm. Not really a problem, though, because the original offer included all the furniture. And guess what mortgage lenders can't finance? Can't collateralize the couch. That's what we don't want to do. So they had to take that out anyway. They're moving that to a bill of sale. And guess how much they're going to pay for the furniture now? $5,000. You got it. So no deleterious effect with that. And uh, they also drafted, though, a standard Naples Area Board of Realtors, which spells neighbor incorrectly, N-A-B-O-R. And they have this form, which I hate, uh, because first time I've ever seen it. It's called the Inspection Notice-Buyer's Election and Seller's Response. David, I put a copy in front of you. And the first thing says, the first part says, notice to seller of defective inspection items on the property. And what is... That's a fancy way of saying, we found some things wrong with your house. That's right. And then what do they do here? They got the first box checked. What does that box say? List of systems and equipment not in working condition. Uh Please tell me more. Part number two is the buyer's election. What are they asking? Here's what we'd like fixed. Remedial action. Please fix this. Okay, and then the part three is the seller's response in which they drafted, they wrote in purple pen. Yeah, they countered, sellers respectfully offer the buyers a $1,000 credit at closing in lieu of performing repairs. But remember, on the next page is the list of things that they found to be defective, which included a garage door, you know, automatic garage door that wasn't sensitive enough to keep from crushing your grandchildren. <laughs> supposed to go back. And then uh, not having a GFI, a ground fault interruption switch in the master bathroom, both of which are called safety issues, which oh. your friendly mortgage banker or mortgage lender or bank or whoever will force you to fix before closing, which was not the intention of the parties, was it? No, they just wanted to give you $1,000 and go on their merry way. Yep. So if I have said it once, I have said it a thousand times, and I will say it a thousand and one times, buyers and buyer's agent, take heed. The way to write this up is an amendment that states something like, seller to give buyer $1,000 credit for closing costs and prepaid expenses at closing, period. Home inspection contingency is hereby satisfied, period, dot, don't say another word. So I said that, and these people are very cooperative. They're like, oh, oh, that's okay, let's do it the, you know, I said, you want to do it the easy way? This is how to do it the easy way, or you want to Sign this amendment that you proposed, give it to me, and then I'm going to make you fix some of the stuff. Yeah. And they said, we'll do it the easy way. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> this happens all the time. You want cleanliness. You want cleanliness. You want to keep it simple. You know, don't put the problem. Never say something like, because of the terrible uh, problems we found on the inspection report, you know, that's going to make me say, well, i got to see what that is because yeah. I have to make sure the property is safe and sound. Good marketable condition. With just the other side of that, we're happy to play bad cop if you put it in the amendment. Then we're going to make you fix we'll it. We'll force you to fix it. That's right. If you want to compel the sellers, that's to, fine. To get it done before it closes. Yeah. 
All right. Now, last week, Judy texted in. She had the question on buying a new construction condo. And uh, and so we talked a little bit about that. Her particular question was about whether she should have a buyer's agent or an attorney. But I did connect with her by phone afterwards. So I'm going to share with you some interesting insights about that condo after the news. Okay, we'll get back to you guys in just a moment. Uh, WTMJ News time is 10:30. Time to check in with the WTMJ Breaking News Center once again. Here's Belinda. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And the AccuNet Mortgage and Talk and Text line is open at 414-799-1620. Brian, back to you, sir. So last week, Judy texted in with a question about buying a new construction condo. It's not going to be ready for about a year. And uh, so I talked to her this week, and just as a reminder to everybody, in order to be eligible for what most people want, I'd say 95% of people, 90, uh, who want a fixed-rate loan, that means the loan has to be eligible for sale to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, or Freddie Mac. And Fannie and Freddie divide the world into two big buckets, established projects, Hmm, an established project, one that has at least 90% of the units are sold and closed. The project itself is 100% complete, including all units and common areas. And the project cannot be subject to additional phasing. And thirdly, control of the homeowners association has had to have been turned over to the unit owners. Well, if you're doing new construction, you are automatically out of that box, okay? But... Fannie Mae will buy uh, mortgages in non-established projects as long as the buyers have at least 10% equity. Uh, the condo is being used. No, 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 no. I'm in the wrong spot. The common areas have to be complete. All the units in the project or in the subject phase are complete. And 50% of the units are sold. Okay, so again... When when we're talking about buying, and, and, and a lot of people, and a lot of projects around Milwaukee are these ranch-style condos where there are either two units in a building or four, and then, you know, maybe there's ten buildings of four, so you get 40 units. And so Judy, you know, wants to buy, like, one of the first units. So clearly, she is not going to be eligible for Fannie Mae fixed-rate financing. But good news, and i got hers and another one like this right now, we have a portfolio bank adjustable rate mortgage product where the rate is fixed for either 5, 7, or 10 years. Still a 30-year loan, but the rate's just not fixed as long. And our criteria for that loan program are that the uh, building, not the whole phase. So let's say Judy's... One out of the 10. That's right. So I got one case going on that's actually going to close here in May. Uh, where it's it's a development in Brookfield where there are two buildings per unit. Okay, so that building is complete. I can lend in that. We can lend in that. Okay. Uh, even though there are bulldozers and for the other yeah for the other five buildings that are in this development, they are not all built. Okay, no problem because under this special bank make up their own rules program, right. only the common areas have to be complete. So if you had a pool or a clubhouse, that would have to be complete. In the case of the one that's going to close in May, there are no common areas. Great. Okay. They are complete. That's right. And, by the way, we're taking that deal away from Quicken Loans. I've heard of them. Because this is a relocation situation. And so the reload company is like, oh, yeah, you should use Quicken Loans, and uh, which is a trademark of Rock Financial Holdings. And Intuit, isn't it? Quicken is a thing. Okay. 
So, uh, so anyway, we are able to help uh, both this buyer who's buying in May, uh, relocating from Florida, which I always say to people, so who tricked you into moving here to Wisconsin? <laughs> Must be for kids or something. No. Job? Job, yeah. Oh. The company is headquartered in Milwaukee, where the guy works for him. Anyway, so... Um, so we're going to be able to help them, even though it's not a warrantable condo. And when all those other units do get built and sold, and yeah. then we can help them refinance into fixed rate if they're still here. But in the meantime, they're taking a seven-year arm okay. is what they decided on. Um, all right. So can uh, I say that to you another way? Yeah. If there are bulldozers or carpenters walking around your condo, condo project. You yeah. need help. You can't well, just yeah. well. You can't just think. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to yeah, go. Your fix is no going to be problem. fine. No problem. Yeah, no, no, that's no. great. Right. Now, I did have to update the Rock Solid Guaranteed Pre-Approval Letter that I sent them because the seller wisely wanted that letter to say this loan product that you're pre-approved for tolerates non-warrantable condos. Like, no problem. Here you go. Lastly, they were $2,500 apart. And on a purchase price? Yeah, on a purchase price. They had gone back. There were five counteroffers. Holy cow. And, you know, you could tell the parties were getting worn out. And so I always give this advice to people. They're putting 25% down. So what's 25% of $2,500? It's like bucks. 500 bucks. Uh, no. No. It's a little more. 750 Yeah. 750 Okay. Actually, 625 right, so, so, <laughs> okay. so I say to the buyer, I said, now just keep in mind, if you're thinking about dickering over this last $2,500, it's only $625 out of your pocket and, you know, about $15 a month, uh, you know, in terms of your monthly payment. So is it really worth trying to split that hair yeah. one more time? And so they wisely just decided to get her done. And yeah. they have the accepted offers, so we're moving forward there. Boom. All right, when we come back, David and I are teaming up uh, with some move-up buyers and got some interesting ideas uh, to share with you when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Helping you find a place to call home. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Opening day is just a week away. Your Brewers kick off the 2018 season Thursday against the San Diego Padres. Get ready for the season by hearing from Hall of Famer Bob Uecker, third baseman Travis Shaw, manager Craig Council, and many more. It's all happening today, 11 a.m. on WTMJ Conversations. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Once again, here's Brian. All right, so uh, Dave and I are working with some folks. Now, they have been at the home search process for almost a year, and they started out um, wanting to write offers with the sale of home contingency, and I think the first one they wrote was 3% down, right, David? In yeah. Wauwatosa. Oh, oh, boy. So no takers on that deal, okay? And not surprisingly, right, when you have multiple offers, your, your sale of home contingency is the kiss of death. Maybe unless you're in the 800 to a million two. You know, in which case there is a 26-month supply of homes for sale, in which, okay, I'll wait for you because I don't have any other offers. But if you're in the 300, 250 price range, nobody wants to accept your offer with a sale of home contingency. All right, well, now they've accumulated enough savings and been turned down enough other offers that they are on board with writing an offer with no home sale contingency. And we have verified 
that they now have $45,000 that they could put down, a combination of both retirement savings in an IRA and regular savings. And then um, that's kind of a winning combination, right? Can Go I, ahead, Well, I was just going to say some folks have the the income capacity yeah. to be able to write without selling their home. Which you have these, to have, right, because we still count the old house payment against you because we've got to pretend you may never sell it. And and so these folks do, which is great. Um, they were shy of doing that originally. They were just nervous about it. It's Yeah, I mean, I can understand real life. It's like, wow, honey, we have two mortgage payments. Right, They're right, three right. months. But, you know, in reality, they're, and they, they're kind of come around to this view now yeah. that, hey, our house is going to sell because it's under 200. Oh, it's going to sell snapped up like that as long as it's in decent condition. All right. So yesterday we updated the Rock Solid Guaranteed Pre-Approval letter for them. And I think they got a good shot at getting this house that they're writing the offer on this weekend because it's, hey, $45,000 down, not ten. So that's going to look better. It communicates flexibility to get her done. Yeah, yeah, and and they're not not contingent on the sale of the house. All right, but then they also wanted to see reasonably. What does every home buyer want to know? What's my payment going to be? So I got an email back. Hey, could you illustrate if it came together just like this? What would our payment options be? So I sent and I sent this to you too, uh, Mark. The comparison of a couple of options. Was your math on if they sold their home? No. Okay. No, this was kind of the worst case of them not selling their home. I got you. And uh, and so I showed them, uh, so this was with 12% down. That's what it amounts to is 12% down in that particular case. And so door number one was a 4.5% rate with 12% down. APR is 4.73. Okay. And the reason that the APR is higher is because they'd have to pay monthly mortgage insurance. And then door number two was at a rate of 4.75, but with no monthly mortgage insurance. APR 4.79. Okay. And the payment on the second one at the higher rate is actually 63 bucks lower per month. Did you notice that, Mark? Uh, yeah. 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 So what do you think, though, that most people would lean toward? Uh, I'm think. I'm just thinking, too. No. Now, initially, everybody, most, I would say 7 out of 10 consumers are like, no, I want that 4.5 rate. Because they see that, and then what our job is, is, and I already kind of tipped the hand by saying, well, 63 bucks a month less. But then some people go, well, wait a minute, that mortgage insurance, that monthly mortgage insurance isn't going to last forever. And David did the math on this, and they're right. The monthly mortgage insurance would drop off in how many years, David? Uh, 75 months, so what's that, uh, six years? Yeah, six years and some change, at which time, six years in the future, their payment would go down and then be about $45 less a month. Yep. But they would have built up this lead of payment savings, I think you told me, of 4000 how many? Yeah, uh, $4,700. you got to dig a hole of $4,700 and then save it back at 45 bucks a month. So the deal with the monthly PMI doesn't become worth it. Worth it until year fourteen. Fourteen, okay. Because remember, you have this payment savings at sixty-three bucks a, a year, or sixty-three bucks a month that, for a period of six and a half years. That and, would be spring of twenty thirty-two. Okay, that is a long time just, to wait. The, yeah. So, so that's our job as well, Mark, is to lay out side by side for people their options and help them understand the difference clearly. And I think most people's after they understand the facts. They're not going to be in this house 14 years from now, or certainly not going to 
remember. They probably will have well, refinanced. In 14 by years, now. honey, now we're, we're finally, saving. We're now we're saving 45, 45 bucks a month. Right. Yay! So better to save the 63 bucks a month for the next six years. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll give you a little bit of a rate roundup. I've got another story of some uh, jumbo home buyers that will be illustrated for folks. We'll get to all that when we come back. You guys are absolutely amazing. This is the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Don't just find a house, find your home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And once again, here's Brian. So, you know, now we're going to talk about uh, some problems or obstacles that most people would only hope to have. And this has to do with the upper end of the market. And, and so working with a, a couple of professionals that make good, really good money, and they've managed to save up quite a bit of money uh, already. Um, but when you're buying a, a large home and you want to put 20% down, that's a lot of money. That's so, a lot of money. You know, if you're shopping like these folks are. 20% of a million dollars is, yeah, more than 20% of a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, when you're getting a jumbo mortgage, jumbo loan investors don't want you to be penniless after you slap down your down payment and closing costs. So we have to make sure you have reserves. And uh, if, if the loan amount is $750,000 or less, our best fixed rate uh, investor requires six months of reserve, six months of monthly payments. So just by the way, when you get into this kind of price range, Monthly payments, including taxes and insurance, are around $4,500 a month. Again, I said, these are problems most people would love to have. But so six months of that is about twenty six grand, And luckily, these folks have enough in their retirement uh, funds, which they are not planning to tap, of course, to buy the house. So we're covered on that. But the minute you go above $750,000, the reserve requirement jumps to 12 months. That's a lot of money you're borrowing. That's right. And now we've got kind of an issue because these are relatively young people, relatively young professionals. But the, the real answer, and so right now, you know, people start out and they kind of set their limits. It's like, well, I want to make a 20% down payment. Okay. I want to get a fixed rate loan. Okay. Because, by the way, we have a jumbo arm investor where they only require three months of reserves. And they can do 10% down instead of 20. I don't, don't, don't want to do that. Want to make a 20% down payment. On the fixed rate product that we have, we can actually do a 10% down payment by giving them the old piggyback, you know, a first mortgage uh, equal to 80% of the purchase price, then a home equity line of credit or a second mortgage equal to 10%. So they'd only need to put 10% down, but didn't want to do that, really want to put 20% down. So this is currently constraining their uh, purchasing power. And so we got them an initial rock solid guaranteed pre approval letter uh, at, a, at a purchase price in the high 700s, but they might want to buy something more expensive to that. So I'm hoping, and I laid out all the options and said, you know, if you're willing to put less than a 20% down payment, we can make this happen immediately. I think it just depends upon the house, right? And if you find a house, suddenly you're. Your yes. constrictor yeah. isn't so restrictive. Right, right. <laughs> you open up to new things. So anyway, so just know we are good at the jumbo end of the market as well. And and if you're if you're shopping in that jumbo uh, arena, you know, get that rock solid pre approval going 
because there are lots of details like this that, you know, we don't uncover. Not normal details. That's right. Extra. Extra details. They're extra details. All right. David, what's happening with the interest rates here as we end the week with the biggest weekly downdraft in stock prices in quite a while? Yeah, so. That's uh, good for rates, right? Yeah, you bet. Uh, Hopefully, uh, it'll keep going that way. So on a $200,000 loan, 30-year fixed at the end of business, 4.5% on Friday, APR is 4.54. That's with regular closing costs of $1,100. $1,100, all in. That includes your appraisal, credit report, closing, the whole schmear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and the 15-year uh, was at 3.99%, still APR 4.08, uh, schnibble of points, so it cost you about $1,400 to get that. Okay. 3.99%. So um, despite the Federal Reserve raising rates and telling, oh, we didn't talk about this, their forecast for the unemployment rate, and just to put this in perspective, the Fed at one time said full employment is a 6% unemployment rate. Meaning everybody who wants a job can get a job. Then they lowered it to five. Currently, we're at four percent, four point one percent, and the Federal Reserve now thinks the unemployment rate will go down to three point eight by the end of this year. Yeah. So if you're looking for a job, there's no reason not to get one. Uh, just another example on rates for you. So if you wanted to take some cash out, up to eighty percent of the value of your home. Yes. Four point seven five percent. APR is four point eight. David, that's the same as a home equity line of credit right now. No, if you're no, no, that's better because no one's lending you money at the prime rate. They're prime plus their margin, so they can make a little money. Ah, uh, somebody. If you, if you, there are banks out there that are going to teaser prime. rates. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so all that to say, I'd rather be on a fixed rate myself. And that's why we're still getting a lot of people interested in refinancing at this time, in addition to buying homes. So all anybody has to do to get started with a no Social Security number required refinance, David. And to look at the screen of the loan consultant who's talking to you to help you understand the numbers side by side. People are loving that. So when you connect with one of our loan consultants in a few keystrokes, if you're at your tablet, smartphone, or the desktop computer, you will be looking at our loan consultant's screen thoroughly and fully understanding the numbers. Confidently, one might say. Oh, my. Hmm. Yes. And... Uh, and we're doing a lot of that. We're happy to help you, and all you got to do to get started is click on the blue button at accunet.com. We'll see you back here next week, Mark. All right, guys, and WTMJ Conversations with Bob Euchre and company coming up at 10-1107 on WTMJ. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.